0: Most CEOs I know like playing with marketing, right? But for the vast majority of CEOs, they want to build their business, and marketing is a pain for them. What they really want is someone to just own the whole thing, which is that CMO role, and be responsible enough that the CEO basically has the confidence to give you the checkbook and make the decisions, because that's what a CMO is supposed to do. Hello,
1: and welcome. Hey, what's up podcast listeners, digital agency owners, welcome to another episode of the Digital Agency Show. I'm your host, Brent Weaver, and today we are hanging out with Russell Lundstrom, the Chief Market Russell is a born and bred entrepreneur, having started multiple seven-figure businesses and helping hundreds of other businesses repeat that success. He is now on a mission to simplify the world of marketing passionate that entrepreneurs are the mind heart and engine of the world he has driven to improve the world through better business russell welcome to the program thanks man i'm stoked to be here it's been a long time Uh, it has man uh well we're excited to have you on the show and talk you know agency talk digital marketing and and all that good stuff um i guess give us a like a high
0: level like what's what are you what are you doing right now what's what's the business well, let me let me first define because my my current mission is to get this word architect out there. Right, I want to get it to a place where you can go to LinkedIn and search your job search for architect. And what a architect is is a marketing architect. And after you know doing this crazy entrepreneur thing for thirty five years and mostly in the marketing role, it's really what I think is missing in the marketing world. And the the story goes, you know, if you're going to build a house. You get all your money together from your banker, you get the land, all that good stuff. And you go, you hire your architect. They're the ones that take all this vision out of your head and make the blueprint. And then you go hire your general contractor who then gets the plumbers, electricians, drywallers, etc. In the small business world, it's roughly similar. They have a vision. They want to build their dream home. The business owner does. The difference is there's not really this role of an architect that can help you put together the blueprint. The business owner just typically goes and hires the general contractor, which is the marketing agency, or even worse, they go and hire the plumber to build their house. And they don't have this marketing blueprint um, that tells them what to build. And that's why a lot of times there's so much frustration, I think, in the marketing services world. You know, it's not, it's the, the service provider has to like, whole teeth to get what is the vision and the objective out of the uh, the entrepreneur. And then they're working with your specific toolboxes and you're kind of shoving the business into the specific strategies versus, hey, here's the blueprint. Here's what we should be doing and the strategies we should be working on and etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. So that's what a market tech is, is literally you are drafting the blueprint for a business So you're not the contractor, you're not the plumber, you're not the electrician. You are putting together the blueprints of what and where to go. And it's really just about resource allocation.
1: And I I think that makes a lot of sense. I mean, you have... Uh, a lot of business owners who are out there and they're like, oh, we need more customers. So let's go to SEO. Or, you know, and they like, yeah. that doesn't work. And then they're like, oh, let's go to, or maybe they're just not patient enough, right? And they're like, oh, let's go get an ad agency, right? And then, oh, maybe that doesn't work. Let's get a branding agency, right? They kind of just go through this, like, almost like it's like uh, somebody who's like dating a lot, right? They're just like burning through relationships, but not finding. Uh, the right match because they really haven't sat down and thought about like what do they want and you know what's important to them and they don't have a blueprint exactly. and it's
0: it's you, we were you know the 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 biggest problem in running in any business whether you're the entrepreneur hiring a marketing agency or a marketing agency looking for clients this idea of customer acquisition right and. If the like you just said, if the business owner comes in and they don't they don't know they're where are they going? They're asking their friends. You know how many times have we seen in these professional blogs and Slack channels where anyone know a good agency for this? Or they're looking at their competition. It's the blind following the blind, and so you get an uh, uh, an entrepreneur hiring an agency where it might be the totally wrong strategy. And then, you know, and then it doesn't work. And then everyone looks bad and everyone's unhappy. And so it's this thing of, all right, we have certain number of resources. What do we do and where do we deploy those resources in the highest utility possible to reach the company objectives? That's the idea. Yeah,
1: yeah. So in terms of like, do you see this as something that agencies, you know, assuming that we all, you know, we'll start to... Uh, Indoctrinate folks into the the architect uh, vision mm-hmm. and phrase, but I mean, is it something that is helpful for like the general agency to start thinking about? Okay, well, maybe market tech services are things that we can offer through like our paid discovery or paid blueprinting. So it's like a, it's like a revenue expansion idea for the
0: agency themselves. I think it's I think it's a revenue opportunity because it's you know it, most agencies like a mid to small size agency is going to offer. You know, a handful of marketing strategies, whether it's SEO, PPC, Facebook, whatever, whatever those strategies are, right? And what you can add so much more value to the business owner or your client by helping them really define the biggest thing I, the biggest problem I see is in, is in, um, objectives and scope definition, right? There's a concept we have. We talk about, uh, the marketing iceberg. Where and and every agency owner I've ever talked to, they get in trouble with profit margins because they they go and and saying uh, you know an SEO strategy, for example, the business owner doesn't know what's involved with that. All they know is, hey, I just want free traffic from Google, right? Free traffic, and the the marketing agency or service provider goes, okay, well, you got to do a blog and we got to create content. And then all of a sudden, that's what's on top of the surface, you know, in turn like this iceberg analogy. But under the water now, we got to start looking at, well, there's, you know, domain authority and spam links and cleaning up the links and tech SEO and page load speed and all this stuff that you got to do to get to those serves. And then... You know what does the call to action look like? What does uh, the email follow up sequence look like? All that good stuff that comes as a result of oh, I just am going to do a blog, mm. and the business owner doesn't know any better, and so they're coming to the the agency owner all the time and going, well, now you gotta you gotta do my email marketing too, and so you get this scope creep, and that soaks up profit margins like nothing else, and you can't it's so dependent that if you're if i'm providing seo services of course i want to have email follow up for those people that opt in but who's going to do the email well now i got to do it right and so it just snowballs and and my expenses and the the scope of the work um because i don't want to let my client down it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger and all of a sudden i'm losing money yeah
1: Cloudways is excited to offer our listeners a $50 hosting credit in addition to their amazing benefits of their agency partner program. For more details, head over to com slash Cloudways or use promo code D-A-S-C-W when signing up. Let's get back to our show. So, so like this, like a narrow field focus, for instance, SEO, or like, hey, we're going to work on link backs or, you know, something really narrow Invariably, if it is successful, it's going to create other problems, other downstream issues. That if somebody doesn't have a clear plan from the start, yeah. they're going to they're going they're not okay, going to be so, successful. Yeah, to, to tie yeah. back
0: <laughs> because I wandered there <laughs> um, on the opportunity for agency owners to get into this blueprint idea is to get really clear on defining scopes and definitions of the work, and even more so, I think it's really important to have. Big picture objectives that you're trying to achieve. You know, how many times have you worked with a client where they come to you and they you're you're actually finding out what does their exit strategy look like? Right. Because if I'm working with a client that say has a business plan of building a tech services company, but my goal is to sell this thing to Google in two years. The value in that is not on having a great built-out marketing. It's the tech that I'm selling to Google. So I need to kind of know the exit strategies because my marketing plan is going to be different for that company than, Mm. say, a guy who wants a lifestyle business and wants to work four hours a week from a laptop in the Bahamas. Right? Those are two totally different marketing plans. Or in our vernacular, two different blueprints. Okay. Even though it's the same business.
1: Do you think there's a? I mean, in in the analogy back to your general contractor architect model, I mean, is the idea here that you could just be a architect,
0: or would you still kind of have a? That's what yeah. we're trying to do. That's what we're trying to do. Yeah. So we we in the last two years, that's what we've been doing is teaching people how to do this blueprinting process. And the idea is, you know, imagine so you're you're a you're a marketing service provider. Imagine your client comes to you. And they've done the blueprint, which means they have very clear objectives. They have very clear numbers and benchmarks. Here's the number of leads, marketing qualified leads, sale qualified leads, all that stuff. Plus, they've done the homework of saying, here's my ideal customer. Here's the marketing message and the problem we solve for them. Here's the copy. And here's the channels, uh, the top two or three channels that we need help with in delivering all this stuff. That's where you, the service provider, now I can go hire the general contractor, hand them that blueprint. Now everybody's going to be successful. Mm-hmm.
1: On your uh, on your website, you advertise or, or position yourself as a as a fractional CMO,
0: mm-hmm. which
1: I think is a is, is an interesting way to position digital marketing services. I mean, I think it's like you know it used to be like, hey, we're a marketing company, right? But what's what's the difference between being a digital marketer? in a fractional cmo is it purely a positioning thing or is there a different
0: role and responsibility you play oh there's a there's a big difference in the the roles and responsibilities just let's look at the role of cmo right whether it's fractional or full time doesn't matter that role is you're the you're the buck stops here guy for customer acquisition right so you report directly to the ceo and your job is to set and define the budgets and then to use those budgets and the limited resources that the business has and deploy those resources to achieve the objectives that the CEO set right so it's as a as a CMO it's less about pushing the buttons and running the facebook ads and doing all the google stuff and more about management of resources and deploying those in the right places and then optimizing all that deployment. and and at the end of the day, you're really responsible for making sure that um, you're hitting the company objectives. you know and that's where you can come in and that's when when we're talking like the the whole idea of fractional CMO is really popular right now because if you' if you're good at it and you're coming in and you're providing a solution, a long-term solution for your client, you know it they're paying five, seven, ten thousand dollars a month, and you only need three, four clients, you know, a month, and you've got a pretty decent income, and you're not overworked, right? You're doing this blueprint work. And then the idea is as a CMO, you're not running the Facebook ads. You're not doing this stuff. you're you're building the blueprint, which tells you, oh, these are the top two or three strategies. Now I can go out and hire the specialists, you know, the surgeons and the plumbers, electricians and drywallers who are far better at that stuff than I am, and now I'm I'm really just in a managerial role. Yeah. And so it's not so much a marketing as it is a managerial role. I can see uh, first I love the positioning. I can see certain people
1: positioning themselves as a fractional CMO but they're still doing
0: a lot of the work, <laughs> you know? Oh, well, that's going to happen naturally, right? Yeah. And you're going to have to absolutely know your chops when it comes to making those marketing decisions, right? Is this good copy, bad copy? How do I optimize an ad funnel? All that stuff. Like, you still got to have the chops. Yeah. I mean, what...
1: Is this something that, you know, a general digital marketer, maybe even a specialist coming from maybe Facebook ads or different platform... I mean, at what point would you think, okay, I can probably label myself as a fractional CMO. Is it, you know, I've been a CMO or, you know, I just know how to piece together enough marketing to kind of own acquisition or at
0: least do a pretty good job? I think it comes down to, are you willing to accept the responsibility? Mm. Because again, I think at the end of the day, a CEO, they want to focus on their business. Like most CEOs I know, You got a small handful of them that like playing with marketing, right? They like the creativity of it. But the vast majority of CEOs, they want to build their business and marketing is a pain for them, right? And so what they really want is someone to just own the whole thing, which is that CMO role and be responsible enough that the CEO basically has the confidence to give you the checkbook and make the decisions because that's what a CMO is supposed to do. Do you think, um,
1: I mean, so having, earlier you mentioned like having three to four clients, seven to 10K a month per client, and then maybe you have a team or contractors that's helping you do some of the execution work. I guess, do you see opportunities for, like an agency of fractional CMOs? Or is this more of like a move that I would make if I wanted to develop like a really good
0: practice? Um, either or. Yeah. If I were just to be a solo fractional CMO, I would be very hesitant to take more than four clients a month. I don't think I could handle that work if yeah. I were just doing everything myself. Uh, it's just far, far and away too much stuff to do. But what we, in, in terms of putting together marketing teams, and this is where, you, you know, I'd love your feedback on this. I think like the optimal marketing team is uh, a head copywriter, like a real copywriter, not just a content writer, but someone who knows how to write sales page copy, old school copywriting. Then we need a designer, someone who can take that content and copy and make it into a web page or make it into a download or whatever. And then we need a tech person, someone who can do the programming, take all those beautiful graphics, all the downloads, all that. And that three prong team, I think can handle and you can scale with that team and really scale to, you know, eight, nine, 10, 12, whatever clients. And then you just duplicate those teams to build up and scale from. But for me, in my experience, like dealing with clients, those three job roles are the big three. Uh, for delivering the majority of the work. Obviously, you're, they're not going to be the ones, you know, optimizing campaigns and budgets and all that stuff. They're not doing the media buying and such. That's your job. Um, but they're the ones that can fi- fulfill all the needs of doing that stuff. Okay.
1: And and so then you're kind of the, as the fractional CMO, you're kind of pulling those
0: resources together. Those are the three kind of core yeah. ones. You're You're the traffic director, right? You're the general contractor kind of thing where you've you you, you you've done the homework, you've identified, all right, these are our top two channels for acquisition. This is where we're going to go. You know, and every channel has its own benchmark numbers, right? And so now you get to work, you start building it out. Say it's just a simple Facebook campaign. Well, you need the copy, right? But the first thing on Facebook you need is an image to stop the scroll. So there the graphic designer comes in. Then you have the copy and the ad. And then you have... Um, Your tech guy has to get involved to create the landing pages and all the stuff that happens once they click through on the ad. So I think really like to build a scalable model, a fractional CMO agency, that would be like the bare minimum to start, I think. And then you can always just go 1099 absolute surgeons and specialists to come in with with specific stuff.
1: You mentioned um, old school copyright. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) you have a a bias towards uh, new school versus old school copywriters, Uh, Russell. I just, I just, I had to come back to them, and I was was like, he was very specific. Like, (laughs) no, not
0: not a bias, but it's funny. I, I, um, like, I I have a I have a good friend whose wife claims she was a copywriter, but in in talking with her, she's a content writer she had no experience with writing sales copy writing you know video sales letters landing pages things like that she was doing social media writing blog writing content writing and there's a big skills difference there yeah right so somebody that can write more persuasive buyer oriented yeah sales copy you know i remember i i'm sure you guys all know what a vsl is right video sales letter so like John Benson is the guy that invented that thing. And I remember back in the day, a true copywriter can make a fortune. Uh we paid him, this was a long time ago, we paid him 50 grand to make a sales page for us. One page. Right. And but it was worth it because the page generated millions in sales. But that's what a good copywriter can do. I wonder how many, uh how many.
1: I mean, John Benson, very uh well-paid uh copywriter. I'm wondering how many. per sales letter copywriters there are uh, in the world right now. I don't know, but I'm sure probably they work for Agora at some point. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, agency owners. Are you looking for a strategic and reliable white label partner to scale your agency business? E2M is the number one white label partner for digital agencies when it comes to website design, web development, e-commerce, SEO, and content writing. E2M is trusted by over 150 agency partners and has been providing white-label services for the last 10 years. Their team has over 170 experts and is on a mission to help 500 agencies increase their revenue and profit margins with impactful white-label services. Check out their transparent and flexible white-label pricing at e2msolutions.com forward slash Gurus. That's www.e2msolutions.com forward slash U-G-U-R-U-S. E2M is currently running a special discount for 10% off for your first three months. Check it out now. It's available for a limited time. I, I guess to bring it in more into your story, I mean, are you like, where do you land right now? I mean, are you, I know you're, you're working on kind of putting together some more like course and educational material about becoming a fractional CMO or a market I guess, how are you leveraging this model within your agency right now? So what
0: what what we do is, we don't really want, run services. So what we do is, we we started this school about a year and a half, to two years ago now. And the, the process of creating a blueprint is what we call the marketing plan formula. And so everything we do is under that. That's our YouTube channel. That's our website. It's all marketing plan formula. And so we teach professional marketers, agency owners, and CEOs that have to do it themselves how to do this blueprinting process right now. In the in the course of the last two years, this idea of a fractional CMO has really taken off. I think it's two and a half, three years old is where its its lifespan is. And now it's more popular than ever. And so we're getting all these business owners coming to us saying, Hey, I recognize that we need we need the blueprint, first of all. And then we need somebody to execute on the blueprint. And being the CEO, I recognize I need this, but I'm not going to do it. I got all this other stuff to do. And I have no one on my team to do it. Can you recommend somebody to do it? So we we do a lot of... Um, uh, we don't get involved with the placement stuff, but we have a tremendous amount of companies coming to us saying, hey, can you recommend somebody, which we always do. But we're primarily a school and then we run a small fractional cmo practice on the side where it's we kind of you know we want to eat our own dog food we want to make sure it's our test lab where you know where what we're talking about actually works and and um you know we put our money where our mouth is kind of thing so um we have uh, you know we only we only handle four clients a month and once it's full it's full and it's a one in one out scenario so Four active clients, not four like new clients a month, but four active clients within the practice. No, correct. Just four total. Okay. Yeah. So, and we have, I think, two spots left open now because it's, we only started within the last 60 days doing fractional stuff. But primarily, we're, we're a school. We want to, my, my reason for being is entrepreneurs and helping them be successful, right? If, I think that that's the the rising tide that lifts all boats. If we can help small business be successful, you know, everything in our world, like our iPhones, water bottles, it's because some lunatic has a crazy idea and says, hey, I want to make this thing real. And they mortgage their house and put everything on the line to make it a reality. And when they're successful, we all benefit. So that's the person that holds my heart. And I just want to see more of that. You know, it's... It's not coming from government and it's not coming from these giant corporations. It's the small guys.
1: Well, Russell, it's an inspiring message. And I uh, I love this conversation. I love the evolution. I love the work that you've been doing both in the marketing space, also in the entrepreneur space. And I know we met through EO many years ago. And I know your your passion for entrepreneurship is not something that's just... Uh, uh, you know, a temporary thing. You've been sustained and putting a lot of energy and heart into this, and we, of course, at the end of the day, that's all I know how to do. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm completely un- not hireable at this point. So, <laughs> well, we uh, we appreciate the insight and drop by the program today. Do you have a few minutes? To stick around for our lightning round. Ah, uh, sure, sure, I'm all yours. What is the best advice you've ever received?
0: I think it's probably from my father, who was the the European immigrant, came over to New York in 1952 with 100 bucks in his pocket, kind of thing, and he really came over here with the idea that if you just provide value for somebody, you're going to be all right, right? So being successful is just however successful you want to be. You just got to provide that much value to somebody else.
1: Which of your personal habits has contributed most to
0: your success? I would have to say. I tend to read before bed, forty-five minutes before bed, or uh going to the gym. Suffering through CrossFit makes you realize that doing this business thing really isn't that hard. <laughs> <laughs> Can you share an internet resource, a tool or app
1: that you've been loving lately that you think our listeners would find valuable? Oh, lately?
0: Yeah, good lord. With all this AI stuff, there's a ton of stuff. Poe is really good for for it's almost like a um uh, Zapier for AI tools. Bardeen is really good. I think, okay, here's, here's my number one favorite tool. I can't believe I didn't think of this first for web dev. If you're a marketer, the number one software tool out there is Thrive Themes. It's a, it's a software suite that sits on top of WordPress. And as a marketer, it has yet to let me down and it has everything built in and the enterprise. Version is like 300 bucks a year. It's crazy value. And what book would you recommend? Uh, Well, if you're a true marketer at heart... Scientific advertising? No, Breakthrough advertising. That's a better one. Eugene Schwartz? Yeah, I'll go with that. All right. Very cool. We will
1: link out to Breakthrough advertising. We'll link out to Poe, Bardeen, Thrive Themes, and also other takeaways, nuggets, links... From today's episode over on our show notes, check it out, yougurus.com forward slash podcast. Russell, how can folks find out more about you? Is there
0: anything that you have that they can check out? Yeah, for sure. Uh, Of course, it's just Marketing Plan Formula uh, is our website.com. I actually have a a, a special workshop if people want to go to it. Uh, The URL is marketingplanformula.com slash yougurus. Easy one to remember, right? And what that'll do is that'll... It's a workshop. I i call it the, mo, the Million Dollar Marketing Plan. And it really uh, boils down to... I always think of that 50 Cent song that 99 problems. <laughs> 99 pro, 99% of your marketing problems have nothing to do with marketing. So it's, it's how to do the numbers of marketing and how to manage like a CMO manages. That's what this workshop is about. Awesome. That's free.
1: Cool. So free workshop. Love that. Um, we'll link out to that marketingplanformula.com slash uGurus. We'll we'll take all of uh, Russell's links and resources, social stuff. If you want to follow him, see what he's doing on YouTube, check it out. uGurus.com slash podcast. We'll put all that stuff in one place. So if you're listening to me and us on the, uh, the road or on your bike or you're out running errands or whatever... Just go to our website, yougurus.com, click on podcast, and then you'll see Russell's episode at the top. And then we'll put all those links in one nice, neat package for you. Russell, thanks so much for stopping by the program today.
0: Thank you, man. I, I What you've built is so amazing. So I'm just stoked to be here and it's been my honor. Awesome, man. We appreciate
1: the... Uh, The good words. So that is it for this week's episode of the Digital Agency Show. Stay tuned each and every week for more great content coming to you to help you grow your digital agency so you can achieve freedom in business and life. Until next time, I'm Brent Weaver. We've put together an agency accelerator package for agency owners and growing freelancers looking to scale. We've got all kinds of free resources like the 39 Lead Gen Strategies Checklist, our $20,000 website proposal template, live trainings hosted by yours truly free access to our community group and much much more get access now and dive in at ugurus.com forward slash agency that's ugurus.com forward slash agency